Hey there, everybody. Today we are talking about inflammation and omegas. So first of all, if you're in this group, there's a really good chance that you struggle with some kind of thyroid disorder, some autoimmune condition. Um, but at the base and at the core of those things, that is a struggle with inflammation. If you have antibodies to something, to your thyroid or you know, anything else, you are struggling with inflammation. If you have a chronic disease, you are struggling with inflammation. So this is why it's very important to talk about omegas. Okay. So when I'm talking about omegas, I'm talking about the omegas from our foods, they're fatty acids that are necessary for cellular function. And when our cells are functioning properly, we are going to have a normal amount of inflammation when it's necessary. There is a purpose for inflammation, but when you have chronic inflammation, that's what sets us up for disease, like I had mentioned, but it is just damaging to our cells and to our DNA. So we can look at things like oxidative stress is something that shows up on one of the tests that I do with people on a regular basis. And it's very interesting to see when we can help to reduce inflammation in the body and the, um, oxidative stress in the body that people start reducing symptoms and actually feeling better. Okay. So let's talk about the omegas. There are several of them. You've heard of omega threes, omega sixes, omega sevens, omega nines. There's probably a bunch of other omegas. And then within those types of omegas, there are different categories of those as well. It gets really, really complicated, but I want to keep it high level here so that you can learn just by using foods to help with your inflammation. So the first thing that you can do, if you look at my post from earlier, you'll see that there's a difference of how omegas function in our body. And most of us eating the standard American diet or having been exposed to the standard American diet for several years, we are bombarded with omega-6s partially because it's in processed foods because it is a little bit more shelf stable than the omega-3s. The problems arise from having a ratio that is not good for your health. And so the standard ratio that we tend to eat in this society is this omega six to three ratio at 20 to one. Okay. 20 to one is, or I think it's even higher in some, in some cases, some studies that you look at that sets us up for inflammation and then chronic disease. Okay. So then um, what we need to do is reduce the intake of processed food. So we have a ratio closer to two to one or one to one. And there's something that I see commonly on people's nutrient testing. If you're interested in any of this testing, please reach out to me. I have just amazing tests that really help you get to the bottom of what's going on here. But one of the tests I run, people are often low in something called oleic acid. Now it's a fat, fatty acid that can be improved. You can take supplements for it, of course, but you can improve your foods by really incorporating a variety of fatty acids. And so that would be things like flaxseed oil, avocado oil, walnut oils, olive oils, things like that in your foods, adding them to your dressings, making your homemade dressings instead of making or buying dressings that are made with lower quality fatty acids. 
Now the problem with this low level of oleic acid, and this is just giving you an example of why it's important to have the proper amount of fatty acids in your diet, um, is because when we have low levels of this oleic acid, what we tend to what what tends to happen is that we have lack the ability to absorb the fat soluble nutrients. So that can be minerals and vitamins. And when we have low levels of that, then we have other symptoms that crop up just because of the inability for your cells membrane to be intact, to absorb those nutrients. And it's not intact because it doesn't have enough of this fatty acid. All right. So some of the problems we face is if you are relying on processed foods, because let's face it, they're cheap. All right. Processed foods are cheap. Packaged foods are cheap. There's, if they're not cheap um, and nothing is cheap right now. So I guess I should say that, but generally speaking, compared to some of the other things, some, some whole foods, it is going to be more expensive, but if you learn how to do it right, it's really not big, a big deal. The budgeting with um, whole foods is a whole different thing. I'm not going to really talk about that today, but if you make sure that you maybe make your dressings or look for dressings, or maybe do a little investing into dressings that do have better um, fatty acids in it made from olive oils and avocado oils and walnut oils and things like that versus the sunflower, canola oil, um, peanut oils. I don't even make dressing with that, but reducing those types of processed, highly processed, highly inflammatory oils um, that will help benefit you in the long run. Okay, so omega sixes again, it's going. You're going to find them in processed foods, like I mentioned, but um, commercial baked goods. Anything that's in the in a box, if it's in the freezer section, a lot of times you're going to have those types of fatty acids and they really cause the damage to yourselves in the form of oxidative stress. And I see this on testing on a regular basis for people, but you can remedy this by making sure that you are eating more whole foods as possible. And I highly recommend that you start by adding in maybe one meal a day where it is whole food. So just using breakfast as an example, instead of eating like a package of oatmeal that's flavored or a Pop-Tart or cereal, things like that, this kind of the standard American breakfast, and instead eat even your leftovers from the night before, or maybe you make some eggs and you stir fry in some vegetables, you um, top it with avocado, salsa, things like that. Um, I mean, we could get really nitpicky, obviously, if you buy a jar of salsa that is technically processed, but when you look at what the ingredients are, usually it's pretty pretty much just the vegetables and, and some seasonings and that kind of thing. So. Um, you don't have to be crazy about this, but just look at the bulk of what you're eating and try to make it more whole food. So then when you start eating a breakfast like that, that's more whole food, I guarantee you're going to start to notice a lot of difference in how you feel throughout the day. And that can also um, just naturally, you'll be adding more protein, good, healthy fats, good quality carbohydrates, and you'll be balancing out a bunch of other things that we're not talking about here today as well. So um, in the past, people have been afraid, for example, to eat egg yolks. 
um, or eggs because of the fat and the cholesterol, you know, connection that used to be a thing. Not so much anymore. I mean, the nutrients that are in the egg yolk are crazy. There's so much nutrients in there and there that's where kind of the gold is, right? So there's all kinds of things to help you with your liver and to help you, um, keep fats from being stored in the liver. So there's benefits to eating the good quality fats. Okay. So, um, that will reduce inflammation. So to replace processed foods with more whole foods, that's where I would recommend you start, start with a breakfast or one meal of the day, something that seems easy for you to do to transition into more of a whole food based um, palette or recipes or meals that you tend to like, you know, a lot of times breakfast is hard for people because it's, you know, something people want to be on the go, which is a whole nother topic as well. We don't want to always be eating on the run. That's not good for our digestion, but um, you can make things that are a little bit more, you know, handheld, like, and that can be on the run if you just prepare a little bit. And just, just starting with that meal of the day is going to be really helpful for you moving on to the next, next phase of healing your health because you're going or healing yourself because you're going to be reducing that inflammation. So that is going to help you increase, um, omega-3s by, um, you know, like I said, eating the whole foods, but then you can also incorporate, um, some good, healthy, fatty fish like salmon. Um, that's an issue for me. I don't like to eat fish. I don't like it. I have a huge actual aversion to fish. And so this is where for me, I'm going to do more of an omega-3 supplement and based on different situations, if it's eye health, if it's inflammation or whatever, you might want a diff, uh, you know, different ratio of the DHA and the EPA that's inside that omega-3 that you're consuming. So I recommend something called, um, uh, Omega Vel TG 1000. It is 1000 milligrams of omega-3 fatty acids in one capsule. So it's a fairly large capsule, but it's, it's just a really good, high quality, potent one. It is bioavailable. So many times people, um, we've heard the things about taking fish oil and not taking fish oil. And I think I'm not sure, but I think the medical community went away from recommending it. And I did a deep dive into different supplement companies with regard to fatty acids and the studies of why medical facilities decided that omegas or like fish oil wasn't the greatest thing to take anymore. And I learned that it's the form of the fish oil that people were taking that actually caused inflammation. So I can get into the nitty gritty of that, but I don't think that'd be very interesting, but it's just basically the form and what you need to um, concern yourself with is if it is a true triglyceride form, which is the one that I'm recommending, I'll put the link, um, in the comments so that you can access it if you would like. Um, and you could probably take up to three to four of those per day based on your symptoms. If you're taking a blood thinner medication, it is not recommended to do fish oil with that. That could be some old information, but I was am cautious and, you know, go on the side of just being kind of conservative with that kind of thing. Um, but also, like I said, you're going to do a, do a lot of, of changing with your inflammation just by changing your foods. So um, the omega-3s that I use are the true triglyceride form. Um, I do an 
and sometimes use a monoglyceride form because again, your body knows what to do with it. Some of the forms that are over the counter are um, an ethyl ester form. If you want to look that up, go ahead. Um, but that is inflammatory to your body and has to utilize the liver and the kidneys and everything to do, to do all the work, to be able to incorporate it and use it how your body needs and wants to use it again, to help you absorb the nutrients that are needed in your cells. Okay. So if your nutrients don't get to your cells, then your body isn't able to, um, fuel all the processes that it needs to fuel. And you're going to see that come out as energy problems, aches and pains, and, you know, the actual inflammation that you feel like and the swelling and that kind of thing. All right. So if you are someone, just a little note on this, if you are someone who struggles with thyroid problems, struggling with fatigue, um, and if you have a lot of swelling and that kind of thing, sometimes, um, the swelling, we blame a lot of that on the thyroid which yes, absolutely has an impact on like puffiness. Like people feel like they look puffy, um, but also it could be with hormone imbalance, especially for women, the female hormones, when they're out of balance, especially with progesterone can cause that feeling. And so making sure that you are supporting your body with the healthy fatty acids is key, you know, but if you're not getting all the progress you need, then just to put that out there, that there are some other things that could be addressed as well in addition and along with the fatty acids. So it's highly recommended that you, you know, if you're not getting the answers or feeling all the way better, don't think that this is, you know, that your health is a linear um, process and there's not many things that maybe need to be addressed depending on your situation. So um, reach out if you have any questions about fatty acids, like I said, I'll link the the one that I commonly use. You can use up to three to four per day. That's equivalent to three to four grams of um, omega-3s. Um, I think that the three grams is kind of on the high side. Usually it's people who maybe struggle with some, they know that they have some cholesterol issues. Uh, they have an autoimmune condition. They have some kind of condition where inflammation is just at the core, which is most things, but where it's actually happening and they're on medications, et cetera, for it, you might want to go with a higher dose. But again, you know, talk to your physician. Um, if you're on those certain types of medications, do not use it, you know, talk with them about it first, but key quality is key. Definitely with, with, um, supplements quality is key and food. Okay. So Start with the foods um, first. And if you feel like you need a little extra bump and making sure if you're like me and don't eat fish or have an aversion to that kind of thing, then, you know, making sure that you're getting a good quality fish oil is the way to go to help balance out this inflammation. So um, hopefully that helps just to explain the difference between omega-6s and omega-3s. Um, but one thing to note too, and it was in this post earlier today was that all foods with fatty acids in them, which is the majority of foods, right, are going to have more than one kind of fatty acid. So you might be eating something that has both omega-6s and omega-3s and omega-7s, etc. You might have all of them, but you need to look at what is primary and then what is, you know, the, the balance of that. And again, we want to go from the standard American diet, which is at 20 plus to one omega-6 to omega-3 and get it closer to that two to one and one to one 
level. Okay. Cause you're going to get that naturally in foods. Okay. So hopefully this helps you. If you have any questions, um, comment below, if you're watching the replay, go ahead and I will, you know, answer questions or private message me. I've got a lot of people doing that. So that is, um, helpful. Sometimes people don't want to put their questions out publicly, which is totally fine. So just reach out to me whenever you need. All right. Hope all is well. Have a great day.